the Saturday night. Tigers, Yankees tonight. Go Tigers and go Blue. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike and I'll be your server for this evening. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food food and culture, and waiter, there's culture in my food. In fact, I hope you'll enjoy this appetizer right in front of you right now. And if you play your cards right, you may even burn calories with this appetizer. I know you're probably thinking, I'm not playing cards, I want to eat food. I'm hungry, it's dinner time. But tell you what, just relax, sit back, check out your appetizer, and we'll let uh, my good friend here, Joe Tex, tell you what it's all about. Chops, collard greens, and polypop. Candied yams, cornbread, and cabbage on the side of yum yum. Yum yum. Yum yum. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. Something sweet, red beans and pottage meat, a five lamb banana cake makes everything on me. Yum yum. Onion rings, Georgia peaches, cottage cheese, lettuce and whipped cream. Yum yum. Yum yum. That's what my new ginger baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. French fried, black eyed, ball corn and chicken thighs, gumbo, rice pudding, buttermilk is fine. Yum yum. Thank you, Joe Tex. I told you no calories. In fact, I bet you burned some off there, didn't you? Joe Tex and Yum Yum. It's all pretty self-explanatory. It's poetry, really. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. My name is Mike, and we've got so much to talk about here. And as a matter of fact, a bit of pop culture. Well, there's always pop culture in your soup, isn't there? Especially when you listen to Pandora's Lunchbox every Thursday at 6.30. This this news now from Toledo. This news now. the An Ohio hot dog joint from MASH stays in the family. This is from the Associated Press. You may know what this is already. I'll bet you might. A restaurant whose hot dogs were made famous by cross-dressing Corporal Max Klinger on the TV series MASH has new owners, 
but it will stay within the family after a judge settled a feud on Thursday today over the ownership of Tony Paco's. A private restaurant group backed by Tony Paco Jr. and his son won the bidding for the restaurant chain, whose hot dog sauce and pickles are sold in stores across the nation. The decision ends a year-long battle over Tony Paco's, a corner bar and grill that grew out of the Great Depression. The restaurant's chili-topped hot dogs continue to please fans, even after the iconic TV show ended its run three decades ago. Jamie Farr's character, Corporal Klinger, on an episode in 1976 said, If you're ever in Toledo, Ohio, on the Hungarian side of town, Tony Paco's got the greatest Hungarian hot dogs. So Farr, who is a Toledo native, put Paco's on the map when he portrayed a homesick U.S. soldier in the Korean War, who longed for the hot dogs and wore dresses in hopes of convincing the army he was crazy and should be discharged. How often do we do this in our lives? We wear dresses and long for hot dogs. I, oh, Paco's was mentioned in six of the 250 episodes of MASH, notably in the final episode in 1983, which until last year's Super Bowl was the most watched TV show in history. Descendants of the restaurant's namesake this summer began accusing each other of financial misdeeds and mismanagement and made their own bids to buy the company. The restaurant's lender foreclosed on its loans and a judge put a third party in charge of the restaurant while the drama played out in court. So the judge accepted an offer finally from TP Foods to buy Paco's for 5.5 mil Winning bidder Bob Bennett, bitter Bob Bennett, bitter, better, 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 butter Bennett, said he plans on putting Paco Jr. and his son in charge of the day-to-day operations of the five Paco's outlets around Toledo. And the original Paco's is decorated with mash memorabilia, including glass-encased hot dog buns autographed by celebrities from Bing Crosby to Alice Cooper. You can't eat those hot dog buns. They are encased in glass, and I, I think they preserve well when they're made of plastic, but they are th- signed authentically by authentic celebrities. And that's the latest on Tony Paco's. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this should be very easy to find a song about hot dogs or saying hot dog in the rockabilly section. I didn't exactly, but I found one called Hot Rod, and it's pretty hot anyway. So if you can just, when you hear the word rod, think dog. Um, yeah, here you go. Here, here are the Collins kids. <laughs>
I'm going to get me a hot rod so I can go out and go, go for some hot dogs. See, the, the subtle theme in that song, you know, hot dogs, mustard, and ketchup, it's all in there. If you listen between the lines very carefully, those are the Collins kids, only 14, but they were going on 15, and they wanted to be 16. And there you go. That's Hot Rod, and that's from a wonderful rockabilly collection on Epic Records. Actually, a series of collections. This one, Rockabilly Stars, Volume 3. So this, that was a song about food, I think. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Now, staying in the Midwest for a while, because we are in that, those of us who are in the Midwest, a Wisconsin costume company, this has nothing to do with the food, a Wisco- oh, actually, it does, a Wisconsin costume company has broken the world record for most video game character costumes in one place. I was waiting for that record to fall. The previous record was 376 at a gaming convention in London in May 2009. By Seasons, Inc., my favorite, gathered 425 people yesterday afternoon at its suburban Milwaukee headquarters. While they waited for the official word, Angry Birds did the chicken dance. See, that's food. Chicken. And Pac-Man ghosts chased some of the Pac-Men. Hmm. Other characters included Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter, God of War, and Mortal Kombat. Hey, it's the God of War. How's it going? Have a hot dog. A representative from the Guinness Book of World Records validated the entry, and I think they all probably had a Guinness, too. We'll listen to a song about chickens in just a moment. But in the meantime, here's something that's going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is where this show originates from, so it's a coincidence. But Mark's Carts in downtown Home and Garden has a number of things going on this weekend. They've got their third annual pickle contest and public tasting. Last year's pickle contest winner, by the way, was not a pickle. It was, in fact, a recipe for balsamic tomatoes, and you can see that on their website. It sounded quite lovely. Tomatoes, balsamic vinegar, extra virgin olive oil, garlic, Italian herbs, mm, all in a a wonderful recipe for balsamic tomatoes. Not a pickle. As a food journalist, it is my job to get to the bottom of that and find out why that is that it was not actually a pickle. I haven't done that, though, so it's up to you. Go for it. So in the meantime, third annual pickle contest and public tasting. It's a newer event than the jam contest, which happened last week. Says here on the website, check in for some wild concoctions because the pickle people are even more serious than the jammers. Note a lot of serious pickle people in my life. And the the prizes, the prizes include a chef's knife, a pickling crock, a stainless steel heavy-duty box grater, and you don't have to win anything to be there and taste pickles, but it's all there at the down at downtown Home and Garden. And Mark's Carts is also there. Meanwhile, Mark's Carts, at about the same time as the pickle excitement, where there will be pickles in the air, flying through the air, I can't guarantee that, there's going to be a cook-off at Mark's Carts, which are in the back of downtown Home and Garden. This Saturday... From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the public will be offered free samples of dishes prepared by each food cart, and will be ge- and you will be given a ballot to voice for to vote <laughs> for your favorite. Each of the diverse food carts at Mark's Carts will use the same piece of cast iron cookware to prepare a dish in keeping with their cart's theme: Asian, vegan, Spanish, Indian, etc. During that, there's also going to be the pickle contest. There will be live music in the courtyard by members of the Community High Jazz Band. And some of Mark's carts include uh, San Street, featuring Asian street food, pork, mushroom, tofu buns, etc. The lunchroom, featuring vegan entries, sides, and desserts. Humble Hogs 
and Hut K. Chot, Vegetarian Indian Street Food, and well, there's more too. You can find out all about that at downtownhomeandgarden.com. Perhaps most importantly, though, back to the chicken. Think, if you will, of Angry Birds doing the chicken dance while Pac-Man ghosts chase some Pac-Men in a parking lot in Milwaukee, suburban Milwaukee, no less. And let's go with that thought to the fact that a chicken dance ain't nothing but a chicken dance, but a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Chicken. Chicken's a popular word, but anywhere you go, you're bound to find a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Some people call it a fowl, that's the story I heard. But let them call it this and let them call it that, a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. You can boil it, roast it, broil it, cook it in a pan or a pot. a dish for old Caesar, also King Henry III. But Columbus was smart, said you can't fool me, a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. I love that it was starting going a whole different direction there. That was, I would have followed all the way out there, but I got this radio show. Anyway, so good to see you. Hello. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food and a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. It says there that Columbus said that. I didn't realize that was a Columbus quote, but now we know. A chicken ain't nothing but a bird, Christopher Columbus. It's a quarter to seven, and coming up at seven, Arwolf will help us to face the music. He's already getting ready to do that for us. In the meantime, some news about some chocolate, which is always good news. Now, this is from the USDA website. Now, 
A stand of very old trees in an unexpected location has yielded a coveted type of cacao tree. Usually cacao trees are found along rivers, but these gems were found at a higher altitude than normal and in Peru instead of Ecuador and Venezuela. Collection expeditions in 2008 and 2009 through the Amazon Basin of Peru uncovered the exceptional find along with other distinctive new populations of cacao. Sounds like uh, more chocolate to me. The researchers are studying 342 cacao specimens collected from watersheds. The group has identified new cacao types with unique flavors that are distinctly Peruvian, which may one day be marketed in the same way as wine by geographical provenance. Exactly. The cacao tree produces beans that provide the raw material to make chocolate. The tree is cultivated in some tropical countries with the right environmental conditions. The origin of the cacao is the Amazon region, Amazon region of South America. And the majority of material in cacao germplasm banks, which we all go to often, was collected prior to the 1940s. There are more than 5,000 different varieties of cacao currently in collections around the world. Fellow here says, while this sounds like a large amount, most are breeding lines derived from a small number of types, so it actually represents a small fraction of the genetic diversity that still exists in the world, especially in the center of the origin of this species. So, all that's saying is, it seems like there are going to be lots more kinds of chocolates in the world, and that just makes me pretty happy. We'll have to look for a song about chocolate, see if we can find one uh, real quickly. Meanwhile, some inmates in Saginaw... Here, that was a that was the sound of whiplash. Some inmates in Saginaw are knitting their way to philanthropy. This is true from the Associated Press in Freeland, Michigan. Inmates in Freeland. That's good. A knitting contest is bringing together people from across the Great Lakes Bay region. But not all competitors in the Mr. Rogers sweater contest are what one would expect. At the Saginaw Correctional Facility in Freeland, prisoners crowded around tables covered with children's sweaters last week, making sure the right entry tag was attached to each item. The contest is now in its second year. It's an offshoot of WCMU's annual Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Sweater Drive, which distributes sweaters to people in need. And, yes, the, the Mr. Rogers would be proud here, says Linda Dealman, who is the outreach manager and program manager at WCMU. Happening in Freeland. Now, I don't have a song here about chocolate, which we just talked about, but I do have fish. Close enough? Look here, girls. Take this advice and remember always in life. Into each heart, some tears must fall. There are too many fish in the sea, and they just jumped into the CD player and knocked the CD player. Wait, they're back. Don't mind me.
that goes out to Patty. If you're out there, hi, Patty. Congratulations on your Motown pilgrimage. That is The Marvelettes and Too Many Fish in the Sea, a song about chocolate, I think. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, about 10 minutes to 7. Now, here's some Ann Arbor news, news from Ann Arbor, from the AnnArbor.coms. Um, a sad story, really, about the Beer Depot sign. Uh, this is from the Associated Press. A sign that for about half a century has advertised a downtown Ann Arbor convenience store is on ice because of wind and a city ordinance. AnnArbor.com reported this week that a wind gust in April knocked down the Beer Depot sign. When owner Joe Cusa sought permits to repair the sign and put it back up, he was told it would violate current height, size, and setback requirements. The sign was installed sometime in the 1960s when the Beer Depot was a drive through Though the drive through is no longer open, the sign had remained. It's now in storage, and Kuza is considering taking the issue before Ann Arbor's Sign Board of Appeals. Wendy Ramson, the city's planning manager, says it's too soon to say whether the sign would be approved. And so the beer depot is there, signless, but it does have a lot of hops. So there you are. Meanwhile, in another corner of Michigan, Grand Rapids, I recently went there. They're having art prize right there with 1,500 kinds of works of art going on all over the city, including some lovely flowers that were made from recycled water bottles and other th- other repurposed, repurposed items. Not all repurposed, but all kinds of art. There's also, meanwhile, in Grand Rapids, a new farmer's market on wheels called the Veggie Mobile. It's going to sell locally grown fruits and vegetables in neighborhoods with less access to grocery stores. Its first truck stop was a church in a low-income neighborhood. And so that's good news from Grand Rapids. And we're going to talk a little about Oktoberfest right now, actually, because that's coming up. We're going to actually have to do some more talk of that. We had a hot dog earlier, not quite a brat, but in Alabama, you know, we often think Oktoberfest in Alabama. You know the old tune, when it's Oktoberfest time in Alabama? You know, that's a classic. Now, according to the Associated Press, with German roots and Bible Belt values, the North Alabama town of Coleman marked Oktoberfest for decades with umpom music, Lederhosen, and Bratwurst, but no beer. Now the party long... Now the party long billed as the world's only dry Oktoberfest is finally going wet. They're going wet. Organizers tapped a keg for the first time Monday at Coleman's Oktoberfest, ending an autumn prohibition in a town of 14,000 that had banned alcohol sales outright until church leaders lost that fight last fall. And a compromise aimed partly at helping ease the concerns of townspeople who worried about adding booze to the party. There was still an alcohol-free side to the celebration, located about 50 yards away under a big open shed. So, safe for democracy, that's what we all are. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're just winding down. I know it's hard to wind down when we get so wound up, but there you go. Uh, Once again, Downtown Home and Garden has their annual pickle contest and public tasting. There's really a ton of things going on in Ann Arbor this weekend. A whole great big ton of things. Not only do we have the pickle tasting, but we have the John Lennon birthday concert at Corner Brewery in Ypsilanti, featuring Chris Buhalis and Sophia Hanifi and lots of other people. Proceeds will benefit the Peace Scholarship Fund of Veterans for Peace Chapter 93. Also at Britain Recital Hall at the U of M School of Music, music from China's Southern Sewn Dynasty will be featured. That's this Saturday. Lots of other stuff, too. So look outside and it'll hit you in the face. Oh, the Ypsilanti Songwriting Contest 
at Woodruff's in Ipsy. Actually, Woodruff's is one of the venues for the Ypsilanti Songwriting Contest. Also, the Ypsilanti Library, I believe the one not downtown. But look that up, Ypsilanti Songwriting Fest, featuring Rosie Flores, Paul Birch, and other folks. Well, I've been Mike for a while now. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I hope you've enjoyed your meal. Coming up, Arwell will help us to face the music. That's in just about five minutes. But everybody eats when they come to my show, and that's a fact. So Cab Calloway sang us either earlier. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I stopped speaking. Cab Calloway sung earlier about how a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. And again, remembering that was a Christopher Columbus authentic quote. Cab Calloway will take us out. Everybody eats when they come to my house. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep listening. <laughs> Try the salami, Tommy Give with the gravy, Davy Everybody eats when they come to my house Try a tomato plate, too Here's cacciatore, Dory Taste the bologna, Tony Everybody eats when they come to my house I fix your favorite dishes Hoping this good food fills ya Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone You better eat if it kills you Pass me a pancake, mandrake Have an undervy, ervy Look in the fender, mendel Everybody eats when they come to my house Hannah, Davey, Tommy, Dora, mandrake when they come to my house Pasta Fazula, Tallulah Oh, do have a bagel, bagel Now don't be so bashful, Nashville Everybody eats when they come to my house Hey, this is a party, Marty There, you get the cherry, Jerry Now look, don't be so picky, Mickey Cause everybody eats when they come to my house all of my friends are welcome. Don't make me coax you, moax you. Eat the tables, the chairs, the napkins, who cares? You gotta eat if it chokes you. Oh, do have a knish, knishya. Ask him the latke, matke. Chili con carne for Bonnie. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Face, buster, share. Chops, fump, everybody eats when they come to my house. Everybody eats when they come to my We may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoice. After the war, new technology revolutionized the electronics industry. Television threatened to destroy radio, but another invention, the transistor, made radio more important and useful than ever. 
Radio lives today as a vital medium for bringing news, discussion, and music to millions of listeners all over the world. You are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. As someone once said, no other radio station can make that statement. It's just about 7 o'clock, and I want to thank Mike Perini for another perplexingly entertaining half hour of, uh, of radio. This Cap Calloway, I've never seen this particular collection here. Very nice. Um, are you hep to the jive, Cap Calloway? Also want to recommend the uh, JSP records has come out with a I think two four CD sets of Cab Calloway for a total of eight discs. I've never gotten my hands on that yet. But there's also the the proper box, proper records put out a four CD Cab Calloway collection called This Is Hep. And it's very good. It's always fun to listen to Cab Calloway. Uh, Dave Crippen wants me to tell you wherever Dave is, now out in the ethers, he always urged me to play instrumental Cab Calloway records, and there were not a whole lot of instrumental Cab Calloway records, because Cab Calloway said, I don't get it, why would anybody buy a Cab Calloway record without Cab Calloway singing on it, right? Never mind the fact that he had people like Dizzy Gillespie, Chewberry, Milt Hinton, Cozy Cole, people like that in his band. Oh well, go figure. Face the Music, a core sample of human endeavor. I'd like to begin with something that... Uh, let me just grab this over here. Very nice. This was uh, composed by Gustav Mahler based on a, a bit of verse from Das Knaben Wunderhorn. Um, the translation of the title is In Praise of High Intellect. And the singer is Jan Digitani. Are you ready? <laughs> 